Blog Talk Radio. The Four Persons, Inc. is a federally registered and licensed 501c3 charity. Any use of any of our content without our permission is prohibited by law. Our purpose is evangelization, education, and social action. Please go to our website at thefourpersons.com or our blog site at thefourpersons.net to make your tax-deductible donation by credit or debit card. You can also send a check to The Four Persons, Inc., P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. To contact us, send us an email at email at thefourpersons.com. Listening to the Four Persons Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are your enthusiastic and faithful Catholic apostolate. For more information about what we do, go to our show page at thefourpersons.com and our blog site at thefourpersons.net. To call in tonight with your comment or question, dial 515-602-9655. The number Again, it's 515-602-9655. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. I was raised here in this living hell. You don't know my kind in you. Very soon, the time will tell. Tell me the 
and a blessed All Souls Day, a blessed Thursday to all of you. And we're back here on the Four Persons. And as usual, as we usually do on a Thursday, we're taken to the streets with Terry Delp. Terry, you got a big show uh, lined up for us tonight. Take it away. Yes, sir. Um, let me uh, get started with a brief prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us of our sins, save us from the fires of hell, and lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, uh, I wanted to do an update um, on uh, what was going on in some of our um, fellow apostolates and their, and their uh, prison ministry. Um, I believe Larry, um, they went on a on a, um, a visit to one of the prisons in Texas, and he has a brother named Tony, and of course we got Dick and Denny. Uh, so let's get started with um, Dick and Denny. Um, if you could just give us an update on what's going on with the uh, the Kobe House and um, the Kobe Village, and if I understand correctly, you got a new brother uh, that was released into there. So if you could, Dick and Denny, take it away. Well, good evening, everyone. That's um, that's good to be here. Yeah, we got a lot of exciting stuff happening with our um, the prison ministry. Uh, with the um, uh, the Colby House and with the Brother St. Dismas uh, retreat program, uh, we've got a um, we've got a big retreat uh, scheduled for the Win Unit, uh, December first, second, and third, and it'll be one of our mega retreats. We'll be taking 120 brothers and white on retreat, plus we'll have uh, 30 uh, brothers and white as volunteers and waiters, plus 30 um, we'll have 30 uh, uh, volunteers as well coming in to minister to men. <clears throat> so that'll be a, that'll be a big, uh, big event, big event. We're really looking forward to it. We're doing a lot of planning for it. We're going to use a lot of technology and screens and stuff. So it'll be, um, it'll be a big to do. So uh, pray for us that everything will be successful. I know it will be because God's on our side. So, or I should say we're will on y'all be, Will y'all be recording any of that? Uh, we're going to try to, uh, uh, they've allowed us to, well, we're going to try to get, we now have the, the Kobe house went out and we purchased a video studio, which includes a video camera, stand lights, um, uh, remote, uh, microphones and everything. So we, we have the ability to record things on, on SD chips and such. And we'll, we'll attempt to do that. We got it on the, um, we got it on the list of uh, inventory on an inventory list going in. We'll see if the warden will approve it. But right now, um, yeah, we would love to do it. Uh, it's just um, getting the approval of the warden to do it. So, Deacon, can uh, I ask you when? When is this event scheduled? It's just on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of December first through the third. So, it'll be it's, Terry, it's coming you, up a month. Wanna, if you want to try to, um, since we got enough advance notice, you want to schedule a, a a show. If we could do a special show. They could call in live from the event. What do you think? Well, if well, uh, yeah, 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 I believe they'll be out of there by the time. I mean, they would have, they wouldn't be able to call in from inside the prison, but uh, they could call in with an update afterwards. Yeah. All right, we'll set that up. Yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, uh, yeah, the 
bringing in cell phones and, and communication devices, that's forbidden um, inside the prison. But but we can do it once we get out. You're right. We could do that. That that'd be great. Give you kind of a uh, on the scene live update. You know, when we when we get to the gate and get outside, we can surely do that. You know. But uh, there's that, and then um, so that's the the um, that's the brother Saint Dismas, and what we have there at the wind unit has really been a uh, a flagship for the for the brothers and Dismas program. We have about 170 brothers in white that are officially inducted into the brotherhood of the uh, brothers of Saint Dismas, and they meet uh, monthly and they have a program. Uh, they support each other with, um, well, they have songs, they have a, a, a brief um, formation, a lesson taught. Uh, and then we finish, every every meeting we finish with um, with adoration of Blessed Sacrament. We expose the Blessed Sacrament and we have 30 minutes of, of adoration, uh, which is real powerful for the men. They, they, really, um, they really are serious about that and really get a lot out of it. So that's the the retreat program going right now, and we, you know, that's why we're taking so many on retreat because it's it's a big uh, community of Catholics up there. Uh, the second thing is going to the the Colby House. Uh, all kinds of things have been going on there. We've had um, uh, we've recently several months ago we mentioned that we've got the Colby Village, and in the Colby Village we have the first house. Uh, it's a two bedroom mobile home that's called the uh, uh, St. Paul House. And it has uh, our first guy moved in, Ryan West. He's um, he moved in about a week ago, and he's settling in, and he he just he's loving his freedom, and he's um, uh, he's just so thankful to be there. But he um, okay, he's he's uh, he's a fellow that wants to build. Or want, his dream is to have a, uh, an ecclesial community of the brothers of Saint Dismas right there at the at the Kobe Village and have a monastic community, at least part of the, this is a 10-acre property. So in the back, we will have a monastery with guys living in the ecclesial community with their um, their charism. Their ministry will be to reach out to go inside prisons and minister the, 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 to the, the, the Catholics there. But then once they get out to um, support their reintegration efforts through a faith-based initiative, uh, both, uh, you know, if they're not coming to the Colby Village, they can they'll support them uh, remotely from uh, through correspondence and sending them all kinds of things, and be able to help them on the way to successful reintegration into society. So the goal has been and always will be to to build men and help them reintegrate in society as not only as strong Catholics, but as uh, strong men of faith and strong men of service. So the, those are basically the, and we do that through basically a threefold process. First, they need to find a church. Then they need to find a strong connection to that church. And then the third is to our, our, our communities, our, our houses. And so far we have the Kobe house, the Dismas house, the, um, the St. Anthony house. And now we've got the St. Saint, Saint Paul house in Kobe village. So there's, there are four, four places now that are all faith-based communities. That were um, uh, were helping men get un- get their feet back under them and and grow in the faith and and reintegrate to be successful on, on and fa- faithful and successful uh, on the outside. As far as uh, so honing in and focusing in on what's been going on at the the Colby House, 
the Colby House has, um, uh, we've been doing all kinds of things. We did a homeless outreach program, which has been hugely, hugely successful. We do it every month. Uh, we have four churches, uh, four Catholic churches supporting us. Plus, we have a, a Protestant uh, ministry that's kind of a social ministry called Sci Hope. And they give us uh, lots of food for donation and clothing as well. So we, we gather, like, uh, we typically give out about 300 to 350 uh, care packages, which are all pop-top-type foods in a grocery bag. Then we give out uh, uh, about five, four or 500 individual items that if they have, a, like, a, a low-income housing or something like that, it's, it's where they can basically shop and stretch their food dollar, and they just help themselves to what's there. But then we also give out a thousand pounds, on average, giving out about a thousand pounds of donated clothing. And now we're moving into um, uh, the clean the closet projects at two churches, where we just say, hey, anything you got in your closet that you want to get rid of that's in pretty good shape, we'll take it and we put it in bins. We put the bins out and let them let them uh, rifle through there, find what they what'll fit them, or they can take stuff for their family, for the children, uh, you know, take them for whatever. But the clothing is, all that stuff is theirs. It's not ours. And uh, we've been very successful. We go down there with, uh, they're about 40-pound uh, containers. We'll take so, upwards of 50 to 60 of them down there, and we'll come back with four. I mean, they, uh, the food, the clothing goes, as well as does all the food. Food is always gone. So we start every month from scratch with a, a bare, bare food bank, uh, empty, and we go out and we beg for the food, and the food comes in. And then the men, it, the men uh, assemble the care packages, and they help with the distribution. But recently, this month, we um, we coupled or partnered with um, with a family ministry. It's uh, called Regnum Christi. It's uh, one of the apostolates of the uh, of Legionnaires of Christ. And it's a family ministry, and their their job is outreached as well. And they came in, and they basically helped with the distribution. But then they did something that was really neat. They had uh, they have high school kids there as well as their parents. Then they went around one by one, uh, introducing themselves to the homeless and just asking if they could pray for them. And so during the time that we were down there Saturday morning, they were going and and praying for people, praying for the kids, praying for the health. Uh, you know, praying for whatever their intention was. And it was a beautiful thing to see. One guy came up to me that had been prayed over, and he says, you know, this whole thing gives me so much hope. It gives me so much hope that um, that it looks like I still matter to somebody. Someone still cares about me. And especially the young people, they they care about me. And uh, he said that it's just a tremendous hope for me, but it's also a tremendous hope for the future of the church, that there are young people that are willing to, to practice the faith and, and think about others, pray for others. It was a beautiful thing. And then throughout our the ministry during that time, they prayed the rosary twice, and they gather anybody and everybody who wants to pray homeless and, and you know, the, part, the ministers and get them together, and they, they lead the rosary. And we give out rope rosaries, you know, uh, uh, so that, that were made by the prisoners. And it's a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing to see it. And we, if you want to see it, go to ColbyHouseTX.com. And you'll see uh, under the events portion, you, you'll see some of the some of the videos and some of the pictures from um, from that effort. Uh, other things that are going on, uh, I may have talked about this already, but in September we did um, the Colby House supported the uh, the Walk for Life, which is a, an annual event. Or it's a fundraiser where we raise money, and it's a whole diocese and wide where we raise money for um, these mobile. Uh, 
pro-life crisis, uh, crisis pregnancy clinics. And those things have been, you know, they've been saving lives right and left, you know, like in the 10,000 plus range of, um, you know, babies have been saved because pregnant women will come in there and they, they get to see their baby on a sonogram and there's, there's pro-life counseling and pro-life financial and emotional support, and medical support. So uh, we did it, uh, and we ran the ran a branch. Normally, go downtown to the um, uh, All Saints Parish, and that's where the main walk takes place. But we decided we're going to run it um, out of St. Maximin Colby on the northwest side. We'll do our own thing. We raised over sixty-five thousand uh, dollars to help with that. But um, the the Colby House helped with setting up tents. We, we bring our own tents, uh, our, you know, uh, canopies. And then we brought our own coffee service. So everyone had coffee. And then we, we made all the shirts. The, the Kobe house you donated. Know, just for those that are listening and don't know, I just wanted to put this out there. When he says uh, the Kobe house, the Kobe village that they, you know, are, are doing this, these are ex-convicts, most who have been, were locked up for 10, 20 plus years, and they are out there ministering and doing the things that Deacon Denny is talking about. Go ahead, Deacon. I just want to make sure everybody understood that uh, these are these are Catholic men who were convicts and are out there doing all the stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, it's really been a um, uh, yeah, and actually. The whole homeless outreach program uh, was their idea. It wasn't my idea. It was their idea. It was the men's idea. How, they asked, "How can we give back? How can we how can we give back to society?" And this uh, this is what they came up with. And it started. We just had went down there with a hundred ba- about two years ago. Went down with about a hundred bags of groceries and handed those out. And they were gone in five minutes. And then we figured, we look kind of looked at each other as uh, we got to do more. We got to do more. And so it's morphed into this. We call we haul two great big trailers full of stuff down there. Uh, one is an enclosed trailer. One's a great big tandem axle flatbed with all these containers on it. We just hand it out as fast as we can, uh, and it's a, it's a, a great thing. But the whole idea there is is that uh, people people learn their faith, and one of the big things about our faith is taking care of uh, the brothers and sisters in need. And that's that's a great big thing. Jesus said that you're not getting into heaven unless you do that. And uh, these guys have switched on to that. And they said that they're that's one way they can give back. But also it's um, you know it's uh, Jesus never said that I was hungry or Jesus never said feed the hungry. He said I was hungry, I was thirsty, and he gave me drinks. So uh, Amen. we we're, we feed hungry. We feed Jesus is all over the place there. Face of Jesus all over. Amen. And one of the things I like to do with this uh, particular uh, apostolate that I have here is is uh, bring Catholic ministries uh, together, um, and you know that way we can start networking throughout the United States um, because too many of us try to do it do it on our own. And um, I got Larry and Tony on. Um, if you could bring Larry on and let him introduce uh, Tony, because they're doing the same stuff, uh, just in a in a different diocese. Um, and I'm gonna try to get the uh, brothers of Saint Dismas uh, moving in Ohio. And you know, as long as it, you know, I, Dick and Denny, you say it all the time. You never walk alone. And 
that's one of the things that I want to do is try to network and bring everybody together so that, you know, we can help one another in in the areas where we might need help. Uh, Larry, are you on there? John? Larry is unmuted. Okay. Am I uh, Am I on? Okay. There you go, brother. There you go. <laughs> I can yeah, never tell. Mute. Unmuted. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Terry, for having me on. Uh, so we're doing a little bit different than what Dick and Danny's doing. And so what we do, we light the fire inside the prisons and spread the uh, word of God to them while they're being incarcerated. And so, yes, when they get out uh, on parole or off paper, whatever, a lot of them don't have a place to go. And so what, you, what Dick and Danny's doing, and, and Terry, you too, uh, just a great service for these inmates are, that are getting out. And so that, uh, having said that, I did want to bring out uh, Brother Tony here that uh, is also involved in uh, some of the um, areas of uh, halfway houses there in Houston. And I think, uh, I think Dick and Danny, I think you know him. Uh, I think you, all, you guys met uh, some time ago. So with that, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just turning it over to uh, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, how are you doing? My name's Tony Vanderberg. I'm with uh, yeah. Christian New Creation. Uh, we're a 501c3 uh, public charity here in Texas, and we were formed in 2002. Uh, we were formed to meet a, a definite need for a highly structured Christian faith, Catholic faith, based on the nonprofit transitional living facility dedicating rebuilding the lives of Christian men here in Texas. Um, part of our programs, what we call our secret sauce, is recovery from incarceration. We have to do a great reset and help the men, as they come out of prison, get back in the marketplace, as uh, St. Benedict would say. And how we do that is we have reentry assistance. We get them their driver's license, ID cards. We open up bank accounts for them. Um, eventually we get them their driver's licenses and get them going. We have one-on-one mentoring programs for them. Uh, we have on-site AA and NA meetings. We have Bible study on site once a week. Uh, one of the big key factors is once we get them settled down, we always talk about the first thing for them is they've got to get right with God. And what I've done is, is I believe that as Catholics, we need, just like Jesus did, we need to open the tent up and bring them into the tent. They need to understand what the original church was about, what the original church, what Jesus taught. It's so important because everybody has such bad thoughts of, of the word Catholic, but Catholic means universal. And that's what we're about. We bring them in so they get a taste of what the original church was about. And part of that is family reunification. We, our big focus is helping them get family reunification and how do we get family reunification? We've got to get the guys the jobs. We've got to get them working so they earn something so they can get this family reunification going. So they don't have to worry about transportation. We, we provide the transportation. We pick them up from the prison. We bring them to parole. We get them their jobs, get them to the bank, have, help them do grocery shopping. And one of the uh, opportunities then is that they get back to the community. They, uh, we have them do projects in the community with churches. Um, We've had now 12 men that have gone through our program here that actually go back into the prisons on Kobe Ministries. And that's the retreat programs that we're uh, 
really big with. I've done 18 uh, retreats into the prisons over the last six years. Uh, I'll be going on one here on the 15th to the 18th at the Estelle Unit with St. Martha's Catholic Church here in Houston. And that's a, it's a big impact. For us, we've had 1,800 men go through our program since 2007. And uh, in 2022, our recidivism rate was 2.1% compared to 27% for Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Uh, we served 182 men last year. Uh, it's, we have 25 volunteers that logged over 10,000 hours in our organization. So our bottom line is, is that we really want to be part of the substantial rehabilitation for human dignity. Um, We've got to give them hope and grace. We've got to give them a, a way to know that there's somebody out there that cares about them, that can make things happen. Part of our mandatory requirements uh, is that they have to attend a weekly church. Uh, if they're Catholic, we take them up to St. Martha's, Prince of Peace. Uh, I, always, I always laugh and say, you know, Protestant means uh, protester in German, but uh, I say we, and we take the rest of them over if they're Protestants to uh, First Baptist here in Houston. Uh, they attend uh, two weekly meetings of AA, uh, all in-house scheduled meetings, which includes our um, Bible study on Wednesday nights, uh, ran by St. Martha's, obey all state and federal laws. That means they don't do drugs. They don't do alcohol. They follow all parole stipulations, schedules, and requirements. They participate in uh, Steps for Freedom program, which means to get them back to where they need to be. And we help them stay continuously employed while they're a resident. And that's important because a lot of times, as we have found out, they never did work. They never did have a job, so the best thing they ever did was either be with their baby mama, be with their parents, or they sold dope. And that's that's not what we want to do. Um, and, I, and I think bringing the family reunification is, is the core to everything that we need to do. Many of our residents have been alienated themselves from their family members. And for those who wish to reconcile with family, their mentor, uh, a lot of them we have from uh, Prince of Peace and uh, St. Martha's, assist them in contacting the member's family. And sometimes it doesn't go very well, and then we seek approval to get them back together. Uh, one of the things that I've done with the Colby Ministries has been awesome, is when we go into the prisons, they don't even know that I did time in prison. I did three years in TDCJ and completed seven years of parole, and I'm the executive director for this organization. And when I go in and talk about you can do anything if you put your mind to it, they they realize, holy smokes, after I give my talk, the very last paragraph I talk about being in prison. Because that's the least important thing that I have. It's everything else that I'm working towards. Uh, my wife and I live here on site with the men, and we cater to the men. We help them. We teach them respect and how to build a strong family relationship that will make their process of transition less stressful. Wow, um, that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm, Larry, I'm trying not to talk too much. I can blab forever, so I'm being good today. No, that's fine. Uh, Larry, didn't didn't y'all just recently go inside one of the prisons? We did. As, as a matter of fact, we did back to back. The first month, uh, first of October, we went to the Robertson unit in Abilene, and last <laughs> week we the uh, Wallace unit in Colorado City, Texas. Um, next week, we're going to the Smith unit, which is in uh, La Mesa, Texas. And as I indicated before, what we do in the 15 dioceses in the state of Texas, 
we're we're missing out to those areas that don't have um, acts retreats in their parishes. In other words, they don't have volunteers to come in there to do these retreats. So that's what we do in the Diocese of San Angelo and Lubbock. They're in need of volunteers. So what we do, again, is uh, go in there and much like St. Dismas, we go in there to teach the fullness of the Catholic Church. And, uh, of course, we have Mass Confession. Um, We teach them about the Rosary. And so... We start the fire, and we're also there to help them learn more about the Catholic Church, especially those that don't know their faith or those that are fallen away Catholics or even those that are Protestant. We have a lot of men that come in there, uh, Muslims, um, even atheists are Protestants. So that's what we part of what we do. And so our job is, is to teach them the teaching of the church, and when they get out, programs like Tony and Father Danny, I mean, this is great because they do need a place to go, um, especially if they don't have family members out there to uh, for them to go back to. So, yes, it's, it's been busy. We're, next year we're going to go to uh, another prison in Florida. We're scheduled to go to Kansas uh, in Oklahoma. And so we're we're moving out in those areas, and maybe someday we'll be in the state of Ohio, Terry. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I laughed when you said uh, Prince Robinson. I was on Prince Robinson uh, shortly after it first opened up, and uh, well, when I was there, it wasn't a very uh, enjoyable place for sure. So I'm glad that. Uh, Y'all are able to bring the the light of Jesus Christ into uh, you know such a dark place like prison. Um, how, Dick and Denny, how how are you um, getting along with uh, in the prisons that you go to? Do you uh, do you face any uh, um, people who object? like wardens or people, decision makers who object to the Catholic uh, faith? Yeah. In the, in the past we had some pushback, but uh, now I, I, now we kind of have, um, we've developed uh, trust with the, um, uh, with the wardens and, and primarily with the wardens, but some uh, the chaplains as well. They see that there's a value. um, Basically the warden sees it as providing a calmer, prison population men of men of faith seem to be calmer or less combative than the, than those that don't have that that are unchurched so uh, that's one uh secular benefit if and, and that they see and and so they're, they're they've been pretty accommodating now the problem that always arises it's not necessarily you know that there's anti-catholicism it's just that you know when you're running a when you're running a treat you retreat you're taking up space for two or three days and maybe even four days, you, you take up a lot of space that's dedicated to solely your project, your retreat. So they have to make a lot of accommodations behind the scenes for us. But, but so far, um, yeah, they, they've been, they've been, a, you know, we, we bumped heads occasionally, but um, I think that, um, and you know, the proof is in the retreat, pudding, right? Yeah. Proof's in the pudding. And the thing is, it's, <laughs> um, we use the beatitude, uh, the prison beatitude is blessed be the flexible, for they don't get bent out of shape. So if we have to, 
if, if we have to move, uh, uh, like we had to move the, this retreat coming up, it was scheduled for end of October, uh, but then something came up and we got bumped. So now we're doing it in the first weekend in uh, December. So we just rearrange, um, uh, you know, repl- make changes in plans and go at it again. The devil's not going to beat us. Uh, that's that's we've got God on our side, and you know, Jesus is our, our leader. We're gonna we're gonna keep at it, and uh, you know just like Jesus, you know he could have quit on the cross, or he could have quit before he got to the cross. He went out into the after the last supper, went out in the garden to eat, or a garden even the garden of Gethsemane, and uh, he basically argued with God, "Do I really have to do this?" And I think they came to the conclusion that there's no other way to teach how, my, how profoundly we love these people. Than for you to die on this cross and take the punishment, but he could have quit right, at that right. time. That's, that's that's one of the, the the things I like to harp on, especially uh, when I'm talking to somebody whose uh, whose perception of Jesus is you know of like a a weak 1960s long haired hippie, and I'm like, and I'll tell them this: we're we're talking about God in the flesh at any time during the whole situation, he could have just annihilated mankind and started over. You know, he chose to go to the cross for us. We didn't put him on the cross. He chose to do that for us. That's the definition of sacrifice, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, and, and like I was getting at is that, you know, he could have left after the Last Supper and by um, by sunrise, he could have been to, all the way down to Jericho, heading north. He could have been down yeah, there and then start to north north and go home. He could have quit. He could have quit. He did. He could have quit. And I think that example of being, uh, um, you know, don't quit regardless of how tough it gets. Um, you know, all we have to do is look to his example. And he, he showed Amen. us. Amen. Amen. Um, well, what I would like to do, if if we can... Um, if we can, is just open the floor up. If y'all got any questions for one another or or, or anything, just have at it. Deacon Daddy, well, I, I, I I do have a question. Uh, I've heard a lot about Saint Dismas, and I know we've been into a lot of units that had Saint Dismas. And uh, you guys, y'all have perpetual. Adoration while you're in the unit with these uh, with the Saint no. Dismas retreat. No, no, we don't do that. The reason we don't do that is, um, well, a couple of reasons. One is when we do adoration during the um, during the meetings, um, that's the only thing that's going on. We, you know, if we're going to expose the Blessed Sacrament, we want just just one thing going on on that. Uh, so that that's why we. We don't. I know. Uh, I think the COVID has perpetual during the retreat, but uh, we figured feel that we need to have everybody in the room. Uh, while we're, we'll do one thing at a time, and that's um, what we try to focus on. And and also the the problem of um, we're, we're thinking about putting it at the end of um, uh, maybe at the end of Friday night. Uh, we have a, we start Friday night, and then we're all day Saturday, all day Sunday, but. Do it at the end of Friday night. Uh, you know, have 30 minutes of of adoration or ex- exposition of Blessed Sacrament and adoration. Uh, but we want to do, you know, I mean, that's that's worthy of all of our our attention and praise and worship. And uh, but 
but we do do it at the follow-up meetings. Every follow-up meeting ends with um, uh, with the well, adoration. Did um, y'all did y'all have an inside team from offenders that were on a previous uh, St. Dismas retreat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what we do is we have about thirty. We'll have thirty brothers in white that are on our, uh, you know, our, our waiters and the, the kitchen staff, and they're basically managing. You know, they're assigned each. One or two are assigned to the ta- each table, uh-huh. and their job is to make sure they get. And then they're trained with. If someone's given a witness, we're not bringing out co- coffee and cookies at that time, so right, they know right. enough. Again, that idea. Right. One thing happens. Yeah, and with the large these large groups, we have to manage it um, fairly strictly. Yeah, that's 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 a big group. We we normally we always have eleven tables, six at a table, uh, and then the inside, including the stewards, whatever, uh, probably about another thirty. Uh, so we're running yeah. pretty close to a hundred. But uh, but we found that uh, adoration, uh, we fill those slots, uh, volunteers and also the inside team. We find it to be very powerful, especially when you see a lot of the retreatants wanting to go in there uh, and pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Um, but I, I thought I'd just bring but, that up. Uh, yeah, it's a very powerful encounter uh, when we do it during the – the, the monthly meetings are very powerful, and these guys are very serious about it. They're very reverent, and and it's right, not right. Yeah, it really, really touches a lot. No, what I find amazing is that I wish some of our parish folks in the, in, the, in our churches would be as reverent as some of these inmates are in a prison uh, during mass. I just find Amen. that very. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, you it know what strikes me. Well, Father or uh, Bishop, um, uh, what um, Del Orio, uh, Bishop came out and he was he came out. And he was going to do confirmation. We had about twenty at the window that were being confirmed. A big, big group, and um, he's he was out there and he heard the the choir, you know, singing up a storm, and the um, uh, he started. He was originally just going to you know say that you know pray them, celebrate the mass with, with just saying it. Well, I mean, by saying it, not singing it. But when he heard them, he said he he couldn't be up upstaged by the choir, so he <laughs> sang the whole he sang the whole mass. He sang the whole mass, and he he was really inspired by what he heard. That's beautiful, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, beautiful thing. Yeah, I just I just wish we could get more volunteers to come and join us, and that's the problem we're having. But what I have found that. Uh, uh, once they've come and joined us, they they thank us for ask, asking them to come and join us. But it, it's like you know sometimes it's like pulling teeth. Well, I'm not going to do that, um, you know. But I keep after them until they finally tell me, don't ask me anymore. But uh, don't quit. You know, I mean, don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that it's it's always a struggle to get past the uh, uh, the stereotypes and the preconceived, um, you know. Just all the preconceived notions people have from watching TV and and all these yes. you know these prison things, but but I think yeah, like, like we found the same thing. Once somebody gets in uh, and experiences a weekend, uh, they when's the next one? Let's go again. Let's do it again. Let's do it. Again. How can I help more? And and that's a that's a powerful thing because that Jesus called. Excuse me, Jesus called us to go visit the sick and the imprisoned. He didn't suggest it. He says, you know, this I I command you to do this. So. Uh, it's one well, way we, that we tell them, 
we found me need to check that box. And they kind of give yeah. you that funny look like, yes, that box. <laughs> I was in prison. He visited me. Yeah. Um, and some of them take it seriously. You know, it's just, you know, oh, well, but we don't give up. We, well, we continue searching and keep Tony's been Tony. very active too. So uh, I was gonna I was gonna share a couple things that um, I work with Colby House quite a bit also with uh, with Tommy and and uh, Deacon. But I think uh, the biggest thing we're doing is we're trans- transforming lives through Christ. And what has changed the anti-Catholic feeling in the prisons that I've dealt with, the Walls Unit, Estelle. Ferguson, um, Carol Vance unit, is we Catholics always do what we say. When we say we're going to come out, we are there. When we, every week, and if we run into a problem, we pray it out and turn it over to God, and God takes care of it. Part of the problem in the prison system is the lack of knowledge of Catholicism. We are not this where we're going to get up there and beat them with a Bible or anything. We're there to bring the love and hope of, and grace of, of our Lord and Savior. And the thing we have found out is, is without a strong faith-based connection and church affiliation, it is very difficult for these men coming out of prison to be able to achieve the true freedom in the world. That's why Christian New Creation, Isaiah House, and Colby Ministries, we're on a growth pattern now. When I got here uh, seven and a half years ago, we had nine men. Today, we have 46. And the exact same growth patterns has been happening with Colby. And fundraising and everything else is a, is a big thing now for both organizations to achieve the goals that we need to get to. I've got 400 men on a waiting list to come in. If they get parole, they come to us. So that's, that speaks volumes on what both programs are doing. Uh, we're, we're just small Catholic organizations in, a, in the state of Texas prison system, there's 122 people in prison in Texas right now, and about 60,000 were released over the next 12 months. And what we're doing is, is saving one man at a time. At the Estelle unit, we had a gentleman who was anti-Catholic at a Colby retreat. I mean, I can tell you that he did not want to be there, but his friend said he needed to go. The second day, he told us that he, he had cancer and he was going to be dying from it. The third day he was asking if he could go through RCIA and get confirmed he didn't want to go to hell. The Archdiocese here in Houston, Galveston, Houston, agreed to go ahead and get, do all of it at one time. A month later, we got him baptized, confirmed, and part of the community. He went down, he's had some surgeries. He's now at RMF, which is what they call the Regional Medical Facility at Estelle up in Huntsville, and he's dying. He can't see, he can't talk, now he's on his last legs. But because of what we do inside, through Colby, through St. Dismas, we are changing men's lives and we're turning them back over to Christ. They have a place to go home to. That's what we're about. You know, Tony, you bring up a a very valid point because, as you know, and I know, and uh, Deacon Denny and probably Terry, you ran into this too, well, you're... You grew up in a faith, but didn't know the, didn't know your faith. I grew up in my faith, didn't know my faith as a Catholic. And there's no, no, there's I didn't, a, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the faith. 
Oh, you didn't. You're a convert. Well, that's even better. But uh, there are so many. There are so many Catholics out there that had been baptized, and that's it. Uh, they don't know anything about the Rosary. Um, and so when we leave there, they we we fill them with knowledge. That we we feed them a method of wanting to know more. And so we have a great uh, all these prisons we go into. We try to establish some type of apologetics course or uh, RCIA. And so a lot of the Protestants, they're the same way, and, and they uh, absolutely, absolutely don't have anything, don't know anything about the Catholic faith other than what they were taught by their Protestant parents, uh, and they're all um, like protesting, like uh, Deacon Danny said, uh, or he said uh, Protestants to protest. And so they leave the retreat saying, I never knew that about the Catholic Church. So that's what we do. Uh, that's what we're called to do. Yeah, and, and going back to what, what Tony said about changing, bringing men to Christ, you know, one one man at a time. Um, and and that, in and, okay, so this, here's the deal. You've got, you know, I don't know how many, uh, Congress just, just in Texas, right? Um, people in prison, and out of those people in prison, for the most part, and there's a few exceptions, but for the most part, one day they're going to get out of prison. And so, you either want them to come back into society. I mean, they're either going to come back into society. Um, Filled with the love of Jesus Christ and wanting to share that love with everybody else, or they're going to come back out exactly the same way they were. Well, the the more men that we can bring to Jesus Christ, the better our society is going to be. And I think that's kind of what Deacon was alluding to when he said that the the anti-Catholic uh, uh, feeling isn't so strong anymore because. They're starting to see that it 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 works, you know. Um, my boss knows that he can trust me beyond a shadow of a doubt because because I'm Catholic, you know. He knows I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to cheat on the report, um, you know. He he knows he can trust me because I'm Catholic. And what I would like to see is for more secular employers to start looking for that to be a prerequisite for the job because, you know, Catholics are honest. You know, Catholics are my boss is God, not not the human guy that writes my check. And, and I was reached in prison. And each person or each man that you reach inside them walls and are able to show the love of Jesus Christ and allow the light of Jesus Christ to to you know open open up the heart and do right, then that will make society as as a whole a you know a safer place to live in. You know, one of the things that I was going to say is, do you know what the greatest apologetics for us is when we go to prison? We return sorry, every time. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know what the the greatest apologetics that we have for us as Catholics is is we return. 
no matter during COVID or whatever, we were constantly going back in. I can tell you I've done, this will be the seventh Colby retreat at Estelle. We have had people that were Buddhist, atheists, pagans, Protestants, and they've all started going through the RCIA program. These are people that just went to a Colby retreat, and they found out that these people wanted to come in from these churches, and they've come out and they go to the churches, and they're welcomed in. How many times is it when these other ministries go in and they talk about everything and the guys get out and they're not welcome at the church? Oh, that yeah. is yeah. the key to our faith. That is the key to our faith, is that we welcome them in. Jesus didn't go to the Pharisees and everywhere else. Where did he go? And that's what we're about. Yeah, uh, hey. I, I, that's sure, a critical sure. component of yeah. you know, like the Colby House and such, is that we connect. Uh, there's guys, We every Wednesday we have something called Pizza, Prayer, and Popcorn. Uh, it's a Bible study, and we do it at the house. The house has a, we built a chapel behind it. And in that chapel, we have every every Wednesday we have um, these Bible studies, and men from St. Maximilian Colby come over and participate in that. So we've got four or five guys that come over every um, uh, every Wednesday, and they I think they come for the pizza. The pizza is pretty good, but anyway. <laughs> so, but no, I just want to say something. When y'all have uh, when y'all have mass there, people from the church come. To the to the mass also. Yeah, yeah. Every Tuesday we have have mass, and uh, the men come over uh, from the you know free worlders come over, and they participate in the mass as well. Yeah. So we've got, um, uh, and that's the idea of the connectedness that the the community, the guys that have to be connected uh, to a, a parish, and this is one beautiful way of doing it. The people come; they're members of St. Maximilian Colby Parish. When a chaplain makes a comment uh, that, oh, there's too many slip of the tongue, and he says, oh, we have too many uh, Catholic volunteers coming in here. You know, there's a little little anti-Catholicism going on there, but but that is a great testimony to the faith of the Catholic volunteers going in there, uh, and that is so true, going in there time and time again. And those prisons that I cannot go into because it's a three or four a three or four hour drive, I will go ahead and write, especially write the guys that are at my table, uh, just to let them know that I'm thinking about them and praying for them and asking them, you know, how their faith journey is going. And here again, there's that connection that you give them a sense of hope that they're not forgotten after we leave uh, with uh, doing a retreat. We continue to keep them in our hearts and prayers. Yeah, that's a beautiful well, thing. Uh, I, I, having that connection is is vital, um, and kind of having a spiritual advisor. I don't know if Deacon Denny knows it or not, but I just kind of appointed him my spiritual advisor. Um, <laughs> I, you know, kind of against his will, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, but no, well, that's an that's an honor. Having that brotherhood. And, and having somebody that knows the faith that you can go to when you have a question, you know, um, that, that's some of the stuff that, that is necessary to, uh, man, because, I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Anybody who's, who's been locked up for a number of years, particularly uh, uh, 
a younger man, when when you, when you get out here, uh, the devil has so many opportunities to 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 draw you away from the faith. But when you've got a band of brothers that is always looking out for you, and when you when you've got you know somebody that you can you can confide in and go to and ask for knowledge, then that that helps you in the in the in the battle, you know, and the, and of course the the ultimate goal of this battle is to get to heaven, right? Right. Amen to that. Hey, I just want to say something before we conclude here is that Isaiah House has been really the you know, they've been the mentor to the the Kobe House program. Uh we wouldn't be where we are without them giving us the guidance cuz you know, they've been around for a long time and they they know what to do and they know what not to do and so their wisdom has been um, shared with us and I just want to take this time to thank Tony and, and the folks at Isaiah House that, that have um, you know helped us get off and get up and running and, and uh, anytime we need some help you know some guidance something, we give, give Tony a call and he says well we tried that that didn't work but try this this really works and, <laughs> and uh, so our branch offices for Isaiah House Thank Amen. You. Well, I'm going to say it once again before we conclude, and this is for Deacon Denny, Larry, and now Tony, too, since you're in the group, brother. Um, I would, I know a lot of guys don't like to uh, um, give a, a public testimony, but for anybody who's willing, I would like to open the mic up for them um, just, just to uh, share how Jesus Christ change their life um uh open invitation and you know dick and denny can you close us in prayer yeah sure we can sure we do that sure well let's use that saint michael prayer um saint michael was a was a a guy that you know he wasn't one of these wimpy archangels or one of these wimpy angels you know runs around in diapers and plays um plays the harp no he was a mighty warrior and he he uh, went to battle and fought against the devil and the, the he dro- drove him out of heaven and that's uh, Danny? i think that's what yes yeah just want to interrupt interrupt for just a second since it is all souls day uh not only end with that prayer but let's dedicate it to the uh souls of the of those who have gone before us in purgatory Yes, yeah, and those that have uh, those that have died in their their journeying, making their final journey to heaven, a place of eternal happiness. Uh, so, let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Saint <clears throat> Saint Michael the Archangel, uh, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father. And may God bless you all. And the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Hey, and I'm going to throw that invitation out there one more time. If y'all got some brothers that would like to uh, share the testimony with the world, uh we 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 need to hear more of of men who submitted their will to God. 
We I'll, can do that. We can do it. I'll, I'll continue uh, working on that, Terry. Uh, just uh, stay with me, and, I, and I'll get you some more guys. I know they're out there. I just need to go ahead and stir up a little hornet's nest and get them involved. All righty. Shake the tree. Shake that tree. Yeah. <laughs> and, Tony, I'll send, I'll send you a text message. I have your number here. So you'll have my number. If, uh, if you kind of come across some guys, we could do uh, three or four guys in one night, you know, doing 15, 20 minutes apiece, you know. We can do that. I've got – I've got men that are giving testimonies uh, to churches and stuff, and uh, these men really do want people to know their message and what what they've been through yes, and where sir. they are now because of God's grace. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, that that'll work. Well, uh, this might be the first time I ended the show on time, John. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know miracles never cease. It's a day for miracles. <laughs> Now, God bless all of you. Thank you for what you do. We're really grateful. Thank you. All right. God bless everybody. All right. Y'all be blessed. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye.